1: And good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to NABWIC Talks this morning on NAPWIC Talks Radio. I am Jada Williams, your host today and chair for NAPWIC Talks Radio. Of course, I have to ask you to follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you are hanging out with NABWIC the National Association of Black Women in Construction, or head over to our website at www.nabwick.org and hang with us. Yes, engage with us. Check out all the different things we have going on on our calendar. Get involved and engage in the Navwick world. Also on our website, please don't forget to hit that red Join Now button, yes, and become one of our newest members. We are definitely looking forward to seeing you in North Carolina because we are the voice, but not just the voice. We are the voice for... The whole construction industry its a little exciting in the studio this morning with our special guest, so I won't take much more time. Of course, also in the studio, we have no other than the master builder herself, Anne McNeil, Ursula Odom of Sula 2, and Jackie Perry of JP and Associates. Good morning, Anne. How are you?
0: Jada,
2: I tell you, every week, any better, Jada, I would be you, and today is no different because we have a very, 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 very special program planned for our listeners today. I want to remind everybody that we are, like you said, we're not just the voice of Black Women in Construction. We are actually now the voice of construction, and how do we know that? Because we said so. I want to remind everybody that our vision is to build lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide continuous groundbreaking and innovative solutions for our communities in which we live, work, and play. And so, Jada, our mission continues to advocate for black women in the construction industry, and girls, encouraging them to consider this industry. And our program today will connect everybody in this industry, whether you are in the trade or you're in the profession, whether you're in the business of construction or whether you are wearing your tools. And so, Jada, our special guest today, I'd like to suggest, in my opinion, is one of the original founders of this organization along with so many other women. Uh, Lisa Colon has done so much for so many other organizations in addition to ours as an attorney, and she'll talk a little bit more about her experience. But as she continues to advocate for all of us, I'm just excited to continue to be in partnership with her as she continues to grow and share her wisdom, knowledge, and understanding from a legal perspective about this industry. And so, Jada, let's get this party started. (laughs) <laughs>
1: yes, indeed. Let's get this party started. Today, our special guest is no other than Miss Lisa Colon. But before we get into these billion-dollar conversations on NAPWIC Talks, we want to give you a friendly reminder to, yes, go grab your pen, your notebook, because Miss Lisa's going to give out some nuggets of gold this morning. And also, don't forget that you can press 1 on your phone to engage in the conversation. Yes. We welcome you to join us in Navwick Talk Studios by dialing in, press 1 on your phone, or hit us up on all our different social media platforms with your comments, questions, and concerns, and we will make sure they get read over the air this morning. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back with this billion-dollar conversation with today's special guest on Navwick Talks. Detroit Voltage. We keep the lights on. We power Detroit. Master electrician, electrical contractor, minority-owned, black-owned, woman-owned. Your safety and satisfaction is our main priority. Residential, commercial, federal. Safety, time, and expertise. Bonded and insured. Contact us. Detroit Voltage. 1-800-258-1352. Info at DetroitVoltage.com. www.DetroitVoltage.com. Okay, and we are back. That is a great commercial for Detroit Voltage. One of our very own members, Ms. Tina Neely, is the founder and owner of Detroit Voltage. Okay, moving right along, now we talks with Lisa Colon, partner of Saul Ewing, Arnstein, and Le- Lear um, firm that she has just partnered with. I'm sorry, the notes are... All over the place this morning, Lisa Colon advises (laughs) on legal legal issues involving public and private construction projects and real estate development, along with government contracting compliance, board certified in construction law by the Florida Bar. Lisa focuses on both negotiation of deals and litigation of construction-related disputes involving businesses and professionals, owners, contractors, designers, and suppliers look to Lisa to draft construction contracts across various project delivery systems. In particular, she has in-depth knowledge of the American Institute of Architects and consistent documents contract forms. Lisa has also, as Ms. Ann has said in the beginning, the master builder Lisa is also very vital to NAVWIC and our operations here in NAVWIC world and being um, a leader and making sure we are informed. We just had Ms. Lisa Colon um, led our contract and contracting negotiations monthly training through the education committee um, at Nabwick Education Committee, National Committee. So we, of course, welcome you to NABWIC Talks this morning, Ms. Lisa Colon. Happy holidays. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you
3: for that wonderful introduction. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. I hope everyone had a very, very Merry Christmas and got to spend some time with your family and reconnect in this crazy world that we're living in. I am wonderful. I um I just got back from a wonderful six day vacation with my family and
2: I'm doing well.
1: Of course, of course. You can feel the love, the warmth and the rejuvenation in your voice. So I just I feel all warm and cozy inside because you're like a big sister, Nabwick big sister to us all. So I've told the audience a little bit about you. How about just for those ones, our new listeners, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your own background? We know you've been on an amazing journey in your career. Yes, thanks. So I've been been practicing law uh, for the past
3: two decades, 22 years actually, Um, and what a ride it really has been, I, uh, like you uh, said in my introduction, I practice in the area of construction and real estate development. I represent uh, contractors, uh, subcontractors, suppliers, developers, and all aspects of construction. So anyone that touches construction that has a dispute, a legal dispute, I try to assist and help work out those disputes. I also come in a a lot of my projects on the planning stages. So I'll help developers or contractors negotiate their contracts. um, And, you know, and and hopefully, you know, my goal as a lawyer, I always say to folks, you know, people think of lawyers as folks that come in and and the dispute and when there's a problem. I try to keep my clients out of the problem. So I, I really try to be a partner um, with my clients, other than just a lawyer that comes in and fixes stuff when it goes bad. So, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for 22 years. I, um, I, 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 we can get. I know we're going to get into this conversation of how I started, but you know, it's been a, it's been a quite a journey.
1: Yes, indeed, and I like how you say. Uh, pretty much, you like to come in and be more of a proactive. Helping your clients to be proactive to, to figure those things out before it gets into a problem or they get into anything. I definitely like that, the doctor's orders. Um, with that being said, so within that, what are your, your key focuses? I know that we, you mentioned you do um, construction, real estate development, um, you handle disputes, but where is your passion at with everything that you are able to do in your toolbox?
3: Well, you know, uh, so, yes, yeah, so I do, you know, I do a uh, construction, as we, as everyone on this call knows, I think, uh, construction is such a broad industry, and it touches every part of our lives. I mean, everything we walk on, we touch, we feel is built, right? So there's so much to the construction industry, and likewise, there's so much to construction law. My particular passion, my pet projects, the one I give. The one that keeps me, the the things that keep me alive as a lawyer, is really helping small businesses. I have had that passion for, you know, since I've I've started practicing law. I think really within the 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 career, I realized what a unique space I took up in uh, in the construction industry, being a black female um, construction lawyer. With uh, what I started twenty two years ago was unheard of, and even today i 'm still a handful of black women that that do this as a uh, as a as a niche practice so my my i 've always loved to to help small businesses you know the businesses that are starting up that just um, they do good work they know how to do construction but need help doing the, you know the startup things how what 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 kind of corporation or LLC do I form you know I want to get into government contracting what does that really mean I love to guide companies through those issues
1: yes indeed um, and then what are with you helping and being that trusted advisor to your clients um, what are the top three tips I know you can give We can. This is a whole conversation piece in itself. But what are your top three tips um, to advise when individuals are going into a contracting opportunity? The first, the first thing I would say
3: is really get to know who the players are, right? So you want to know where you fall into that relationship. You know, if you're the general contractor and you are. Um, getting ready to negotiate a contract, you've you've won the bid, you've been asked owner or the private owner, Um, you really got to know who your client is. That's that's so important. Even more important when you're a subcontractor, because as a subcontractor, you're you're removed once from the folks that are going to be paying the bills, which is the owner. And so as a subcontractor, you you have a relationship. You're, You're one of the trades. You have a relationship with the GC, and perhaps you've worked with the GC on other projects when you follow the CC around doing work, but you really need to know who the owner of the project is and, you know, how they operate, what's their business culture like, you know, and that really is, having a really good grasp upon, uh, on those issues really will help prepare you um, for working the project and, you know, dealing with project issues, such as slow payment or non-payment when it comes along, you know, there's, Folks have reputations in this business, um, and those reputations are, are, are you know, well-known throughout the country. So um, get to know who you're working with. Get to know who the project is. It's so important. That's the number one thing. The num- the second thing I would say is most important when you're getting ready to contract is really, um, you know, don't ignore it. This seems so elementary and simple when I say it, and I can, sometimes I can't believe that I actually do say it. Um, But don't ignore your contract, you know, really, really understand your contract. A lot of times, you know, folks in big projects, they negotiate the the contract and they put a lot of, they, they may even hire a lawyer and put a lot of effort into negotiating the contract. But oftentimes, the only person that knows what's in the contract are the lawyers because they negotiated it. Really read your, really sit and read your contract with your team. That kind of preparation really helps the team focus on what to do when we're in the field and we have an issue come up. You know, I like to advise my big clients as long as well as the small clients before you start a project, sit with your contract or have your lawyer, whoever negotiated the contract, come in. And sit with your project manager and sit with your field superintendent, sit with the team that's going to be working this project, and really talk about what's in the contract, what they should look for, what's going to guide them, you know, what's the notice provisions, what times do they have to put the owner or the general contractor, if you're a sub, on notice that there is an uh, 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 unforeseen site condition or there's an issue in the field that's going to require Uh, perhaps the change order. There are timing provisions for that that's in the contract. And some of these contracts nowadays, those timing provisions, you don't make the claim within the the time you waive the claim. So you really want to sit with your team. Just don't take the contract and, you know, put put it away after you sign it and no one's really reviewed it. Really sit with your team um, and go through the contract and have everyone understand. What are the terms? What are the legal terms? I always say your contract is like your Bible. It's your guide for every project. And I think the last tip um, I would give when you're getting ready to contract is just build a good team around you. Um, every project is don't a- a- approach each project um, differently you know every project is unique every project has different circumstances don't think as you know even especially if you're just a, if you're a trade a plumber an electrician you do the same things with, you know the over and over again you're, you're really good at what you do but each project is different um, really sit and um, sit with your team and kind of understand what are the what's the uniqueness of this particular project that we're working on what are some of the challenges we can face? Try to be forward thinking um, in, in in you know, must must think about uh, when when going into
2: contracting.
1: Yes, indeed. And um, your top three are are so vital because you are that trusted advisor and the things that you are saying, you know, we just take it for granted or they're so common when really, you know, we like to say these days common sense isn't so common. But getting to know who the players are, um, who you're working with, the company culture, the attitude, the the atmosphere, um, getting to know your team, all the key players, um, using your contract literally like the Bible. And we all know the Bible. We just don't read through it. You have to take time sit, study it, look over, get your team members, your key players involved in sharing in that contract information because that's what I'm hearing will also help them to be able to execute their jobs and or in their leadership roles because everyone has a clear understanding of the expectations um, in the contract and the guidelines, as you've mentioned. But also, thirdly, uh, Miss Lisa Colon, I hear you saying build a strong team around you so that you can execute, you can keep that quality control, and what you're building that strong team around you, you already know you've covered one and two that has been mentioned because you have that great understanding of your contract, the players, the expectations, all the roles, and look, there goes your team. You've just manifested all together. Lisa, we know it's Right, it's always easier said than done, but um, like you said, taking that time to really sit and walk through those contracts and all the different roles, um, seems like a fresh uh, piece of fresh breath air, and um, that will that will help ease the mind, um, moving forward.
3: Yeah, you know, risk. You know, I don't. You know, when when you run a business, especially in construction, where project uh, profit margins are so razor thin already, um, and, and you work in an industry where, um, you know, things are ever-changing. We, we're, we're in a time period right now where we're battling uh, things that are completely out of our control, right? Coronavirus. When, when, so if your entire crew comes down with COVID, you know, what do you do? How does that affect your progress on the the, the, the job site, on the project? Um, We 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 know that we're all struggling with uh, all all the businesses are struggling with labor, and we also know Mm -hmm. the businesses are struggling with supply supply chain issues. You know, uh, long longer lead times for ordering materials. All of these things are already out of our control, right? Nobody has. You know, you could have the best contract in the world. You can have the best team leaders in the world, but then you're faced with these uh, issues that are completely out of your control. So having that great – having a good team that's competent and understands the project can really help mitigate. You can't – you can never control or, or – um, you, you can't control those, or, or those situations. They're always going to come up. You know, life events are going to come up that you, you, we can't control. Who would have ever thought that two years in we'd be still fighting um, a, a, a global pandemic? But I see right now that my clients who are successful are the ones who are proactive, um, that understand what risk management is. You know, you are risk man- when you are a project manager, when you're a business owner, you're also a risk manager. And you really have to understand what that is and all the different aspects of contracting. You can control all the risk on the projects you know there's not only the contract there's the bonding and there's the insurance and uh you know there are the employment issues all of these things are risk management that you have to, to really think of um before you use and begin uh the
1: project yes indeed and thank you for that so Audience, if you are missing out, please write these things down. Be best friends. Learn your AIA documents. Use your contract like your Bible and build that strong team around you. Always keep in mind that quality control, that risk management. I like to always say when I was learning and studying the AIA docs, um, Lisa, it's like playing hot potato. (laughs) (laughs) between all the individuals involved in the contract so Oh, thank you so much for that good laugh there. Well Lisa, I know that you have a lot of things going on. Like Anne has said before when we first opened up the show, you are such a big sister to us because you are one of our founding members, helping everything get involved on our legal side with setting up NAPWIC um, and then helping us navigate growing internationally as we have hit some of our goals. Um, what has been your biggest accomplishment while you've been practicing in construction law and working with nonprofit organizations such as Napwic? You know, my I,
3: I, when I get this uh, this question, I always pause because I feel like just being here in this space and being being doing what I truly love every day. Um, I. I you know, I can tell your audience that I truly love working. You know, when I was when I was younger and c- coming up through uh, the ranks as a younger lawyer, it wasn't always easy, and I didn't always enjoy my work. Um, and I always used to hear that. Um, uh, the, the you know if you work if you if you truly do what you love you never work a day in your life and I used to just you know snark at that because it just seemed to me how can I love just working these ridiculous hours and sacrificing so much of family time and fun times and um but once I realized um that this is I, I you know I was. I was First of all, I was a lawyer, so I, I, I was in a unique place in the world, in a noble profession. And then I was in this construction industry as a black woman, having the opportunity to trailblaze and to knock down glass ceilings um, and truly love it. And, and seeing this as a business and, as, a, and, and as, as an opportunity to really be, like I said before, uh, a member of my client's team, not just a, a service that my client's. Uh, have to pay for eventually when they get into trouble, but really being part of the team. I really began to love my work, and that's, to me, my greatest accomplishment, that I could be a lawyer doing this for 22 years, hopefully have another 22 years ahead of me, uh, and truly, truly enjoy getting up every day and, um, and doing stuff like this, you know, giving back, paying it forward, Helping um, helping small businesses, uh, sharing my knowledge, seeing people grow. Because you know, over these twenty two years, I've that's def- started with me in my career. They're, they're they're off, they've taken off, and they're growing. Um, and 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 through that time, also being just friends with some of those folks that I've seen grow throughout the years. Those, those especially the women um, that that come through this organization or other nonprofits that I work with. Um, those are my friends. Those are my girlfriends. Those are my sisters. So that's really mm-hmm. truly, uh, um, you know, my my ma- my major accomplishment is that I just I I've, I've it's not always been easy. It's a tough mm-hmm. road. Many times, There's lots of sacrifices. I've sacrificed so much, um, you know, personally. But I truly love what I do. Um, and 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 no day is the same. Um, and no day is really even dreaded. Even the hard days, I, I don't dread. And, you know, within that, too, you know, in terms of accomplishments, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was able to make partner now with two law firms. Um, my former firm that I was with for 12 years, you know, I made equity partnership um, after 12 years. And, and if you look at the numbers of black women, black lawyers, Uh, Period, and then black female lawyers making partner and really going into the ranks of equity partner in a national law firm. It's very slim, so I'm I'm really proud of myself that I stuck with with construction law, um, and I saw an opportunity to make a difference in a field where I was where people that look like us was not represented.
1: Yes, indeed, and what an amazing journey there. Listen, Lisa, you don't woke everybody up in NABWIC world this morning because the questions are coming in. So I already know we're going to have you back. Um, one of our members, Ada, sent in, how can a sub stop a prime CM from reducing change orders? Their contract
2: mid-contract.
1: How can a sub Okay, let me read that over. How can a sub stop a prime CM from reducing um, their change orders in, in mid-contract?
3: Okay, so that, you know, I, I'm not quite sure I understand the question. So a change order, first of all, your, your, your contract should really question, right, if I think I'm understanding mm-hmm. it correctly. First of all, the most important thing you need to do is, even before you begin the work, understand what your scope of work is, right? You really have to understand what is in your scope, right, because anything outside of your scope is a change order, and that should be clear in your contract, right? If your scope is poorly defined, you are going to be in trouble, and you're going to be in that situation where the prime contractor is nickel and diming you because there's ambiguity into what's really included in your scope of work. Right? So the most important thing, and all of this is so important because you cannot fix these issues once you've signed the contract and once you've begun the work. All you can do is try to manage them. right? But so important before you sign the contract, really understand what is in your scope of work. A lot of times I see subcontractors, they get the job because if they put in a proposal or a bid the proposal or a bid is on this one-page document or this two-page document that they submit to the CM, then the CM turns around and gives them a contract and just attaches another patches their bid to the contract, and then there's all these conflicting terms. You need to really understand what your scope is um, at the beginning. Now, if you find yourself on a contract, uh, in a project where you're now arguing about the scope. you know that's a tough situation to be in, um and all you can do is really try to lean on on your contract language if it's sufficient for
2: you to mm-hmm. get that
3: change but that's just a very very those those are that's one of the things that's just very difficult to fix after the fact. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Well, thank you so much for answering that question, Lisa. And thank you, Ada, one of our NABWIC, South Florida NABWIC members. Um, we appreciate you always listening to NABWIC Talks. So, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back and wrap up with Ms. Lisa Colon. i'm ready are you ready the time is now to amplify your life and create your signature book and what better time than this weekend to start moving towards your dreams you will be amazed at how much you can get done in one weekend if you only knew what to do. Your book journey is waiting for you, so take the first step. Purchase the book. Then connect with Ursula Oldham, your book coach at Sula2 Publishing. Ursula10K.com, E-R-S-U-L-A-10K.com. Yes indeed. Welcome back to Napwick Talks. Special guest today is Ms. Lisa Cologne, partner of Salt, Ewing, Ernstein, and Lear. Thank you so much for joining us today. Some absolutely week news you can use real quick. In January, coming up right around the corner, January 19th, is our National Week Annual Reception kicking off. In North Carolina, please go get the information off of Eventbrite or check us out on our website because we're going to be up there for a couple of days. You want to find us on the 19th and the 20th, the 21st. We will also be having our billion-dollar luncheon and transportation opportunities. Yes, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. We will be having the first billion-dollar luncheon in 2022 already lined up for you, and it's taking off in transportation opportunities. So don't forget to go and check it out and register. We would love to see you there. Also, don't forget, during this holiday season, giving season, and moving forward into 2022, NABWIC, we have some big goals. And please don't forget to help join in, and NABWIC Join Hands to help Haiti. Our Haiti Relief, we are, our goals are to build 20 homes in Haiti, and it costs us about $10,000 a home. So, I know you can do the math with all of these contractors, prime subs, tradesmen, and professionals that listen in to NAPWIC Talks. Help us hit those goals. Go on our website as always and check us out at www.navwick.org. Now, back to NavWick Talks with Ms. Lisa Colon, partner at So Ilya Ernstein and Lear. Ms. Lisa, it has been amazing having you in the studio today. And as I just mentioned, we are heading off into 2022. And you shared some of the amazing things you've been able to work on during your journey. And you finally... I get to know you work so hard and have the love and passion for what you do. That, along with things that we cannot control, the unforeseen, you're just now being able to go and visit your parents after like a year.
3: Yeah, it was. Um, I uh, well, my my mom's family from Trinidad, and um, I'm very close with with her side of the family, and I just uh was unable we we see each other at least twice a year and I hadn't haven't seen them since uh 2019 because once the coronavirus uh um lockdowns came Trinidad closed its borders and just opened back up in August so uh, they were unable to get out and I was unable to get in so um So, yeah, no, yeah. It, it was good. It was good seeing family for the first time, you know, things you can't control. And it just reminds us that every day is precious and to take the opportunities to do the things that are really important, which is family.
1: Yes, indeed. And as we are getting to the top of the hour and wrapping up the show, I do want to hit just we're moving into 22. And with all the love, you came back. You got to see the family. You're re-energized and ready for January and the rest of the year. Would you like to share with us some of your goals or objectives, some exciting things you have coming up? Yeah, you know,
3: 2022 is an amazing, you know, there's so much going on. There's so many great projects that I'm uh, working on right now um, in uh, locally here in South Florida um, uh, that, that's exciting. There's a lot of new projects that, that are um, uh in the planning stages, uh, in the in the pre-bidding stages, that I could potentially be a part of, um, some of the teams that I'm working with are are going to be bidding for um, some really big projects, in Florida. And one of the one of my projects that I've been uh, tr- trying to do is you know reach up into the reach up into the New York market. I'm licensed in New York, and so as we I, I, as I, uh, I, I got my, I think I went right before the, right before the pandemic. I, I had gotten sworn into the New York bar, and my goal at that time was to kind of just make a push into that market. But obviously, um, the pandemic came, and that kind of uh, put that plan on the shelf for a bit. But as, I, you know, as we uh, move forward and learn to live. Um, with the with this virus, I, I you know I, I look forward to being up in New York more and being up in the Northeast more and really having a, a, a East Coast practice a full East Coast practice up and down. But you know I I work with a firm that has a very strong real estate and construction practice all over the country, and so that is really exciting. And I know we want to touch really quickly on the infrastructure bill because that. Um, that is mm-hmm. where the excite I know a lot of people are excited about that and hopefully we can do a whole program as to what's in the bill and what what folks can expect but there's a lot of good a lot of it's going to be um, you need to know what your local uh, your local cities and municipalities are doing and how what how they're positioning themselves to get some of the uh, some of, some puppies of that you know the, tr- the trillion dollars that the federal government is going to let and that's also some good nuggets of uh, of, of of sharing uh, the work with small businesses and women-owned businesses. There's a lot in the infrastructure bill. Um, the, the, we finally fund the Minority Development um, Agency. Um, that you know, we could talk about that. And I, I, there's so much to talk about. Um, there's so much yes, to talk about in that. Show, and hopefully, we can have a separate session on it. But that's obviously exciting. And so um, me, myself, as, as a lawyer, I'm preparing myself to have more knowledge with regards to infrastructure work. Um, although I have done a lot of highway work um, in my career, um, you know, I want to become more knowledgeable about infrastructure projects so I can help my clients uh, who are going to be hopefully doing some of that work in the next uh, coming years.
1: Yes, indeed, and I know Jackie Perry from JP and Associates is jumping off her seat, Lisa, because we've mentioned Florida Bar, bar, we've mentioned New York. A lot of our NABWIS members are expanding their businesses across the north and the northeast coast and things of that nature, and then, of course, the – the infrastructure build and build better. And I did have, want to hit a question on there, but I know that we will take over a whole another forty-five minute show just on that. So, like you said, we definitely want to bring you back. That's more of all the exciting things that's coming down the pipeline. Yes, there it's, it's already coming down the pipeline, guys. So please don't wait till Saturday, January first, New Year's Day, to do your resolutions and start anew. Go ahead, if you haven't started already, just do it. It's never too late. But so go ahead and start right now while you're listening in to NABWIC Talks and getting great nuggets from Lisa Colón. But, Ms. Jackie Perry, I will not hold up the show today. Um, please go ahead, open up your mic, give us a good morning, and you're going to because I know you always have a good, good comment to mention this morning
4: well good morning everybody and thank you for opening up my mic i know we're pretty much at the top of the hour but i just want to say lisa i am a fan of yours and anytime i hear that navwick is having you on whether it's a lunch and learn or uh you're in person at one of our meetings or whatever you know i'm always trying to make my way there (laughs) so i don't want to miss it you're always such a great blessing to us uh thank you very much but just like jada said i already had my pen And my pad, because I jotted down, thank you so much for those earlier three great tips uh, that you gave us, uh, wrote those down. And one of the things I wanted to say to those that are listening, those tips are not only good for those who may be working directly in uh, construction, but for any business in general. They're just great business and professional tips. So thank you very much for that. And because I know it would probably take you another Uh, Forty-five minutes to give to answer this question. I just want to ask, though, um, in terms of resources, not that you have to answer this question, but you gave us some good tips earlier, and then you touched on uh, another thing that uh, business owners need to be careful about, and that's around, you know, knowing their costs, structuring their labor rates, knowing the labor categories, things like that. So if there were uh, resources that business owners can tap into that can help them uh, better uh, understand and um, prepare and negotiate around their costs, what resources would you suggest for them?
3: That's a good question. Um, you know, there, there are a lot. First of all, let's talk about resources for smaller businesses. Um, I think almost, and this is an exciting project I'm working on, um, is to, to build a resource for small businesses uh, across the country to, to, so that they know who to go to in their local jurisdiction to find help, right? Um, a lot of the times folks do not know the – a lot of it free programming that's out there. I know, for example, here in Broward County, I mean, there's a whole apprenticeship program that small businesses could sign up for where the county will actually pay for your labor, for your for the training of the, your folks. I mean, they actually give you money. Um, so you know, there's lots of there's lots of resources. Um, but to really answer your questions, so you need to one first look at your local resources. Contact Every almost every major city um, has a small business, some kind of economic or small business development agency. Um, go to them and uh, see what resources they have. But you know, I I love I love mentorship, and I think if you can attach or align yourself to someone that will that has, that's you know a bigger company, uh, a company that's more experienced than you. And really ask them, find someone that can really sit with you and mentor you through how, how to do pricing and estimating and so forth. That's the best type of learning. I do it all the time with my friends. You know, When I moved into um, my, my friendship circle and my, my network, when I moved into um, – when I made this move uh, last uh, – well, no, it's been – it's almost been a year. When I made this move from, from my firm where, where I was for 12 years – which was a it was a national firm, but much smaller than the firm that I'm with um now, I did not know how to navigate a bigger firm life. It's really much more of a corporate um entity than you know my my small boutique firm. So I reached out to a friend of mine who is a a partner in one of the largest law firms uh in the country. Uh, perhaps even the world, and I said, hey, can I sit with you for a couple couple hours? I just have all of these questions. I need to know how I navigate this, how I navigate that. And I just developed, you know, a, just a very organic mentorship with him, and you would be surprised how many folks want to help, um, and they want to share their knowledge. So that would be, to me, I would, you know, seek out someone who does it at a bigger um, a, on a bigger platform than you're doing it, and really try to learn from them. And and it doesn't take a lot of time. You know, folks are willing to you know sit over lunch or spend a couple hours at the end of the day teaching you what they know. Also seek out you know NABRIC, um, NABWIC and lots of other uh, not, uh, non-profits have great programming. Um, not, don't only join these organizations and just see what their programming programming is, but also suggest. You know, if they're I. I, I Ask all the time. Tell me what you want me to talk about. Um, some you know there's an education committee for every nonprofit out there. You know, if when you join, be active and and, and suggest suggest if if there is an area in your in your business that you're weak on, you want to hear an expert talk. There are lots of experts out there that want this platform to talk and to to, to um uh, market their services or just to help just people who are like me. I just I just want to share knowledge. Um. Um so I think getting involved in organizations like like NABWIC, um, not only joining as a member but being an active member and uh reaching out uh to help with the programming, uh that's you know, that's kind of the way to, to build this wealth of information um
4: that you can learn and grow from. Oh, that is great. Thank you so much. To me, that's the perfect answer, and I love that aspect about uh, the mentorship. So thank you. And I just want to say again, we appreciate everything you do on behalf of small businesses, and thank you for paying it forward.
3: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I always say I'm so just lucky to be wanted and to be asked to be here. I'm just, I'm, I'm delighted. I pinch myself all the time. <laughs> I have this opportunity and this platform and to, to share. And I grow from you, and you know it's not a one-way street, ladies. I grow from you too. Um, you teach me the business um, that helps me be a better lawyer. Because when I know what you do and the problems that you face, I go out there and I learn and try to teach myself. Well, if these are the issues that folks are having. You know, how do we solve it? How do we, how do we solve it? Or how do we um, at least mitigate it, and what tools are out there? you know what can we do to position ourselves again risk management risk management so i it's not a one way street. I definitely learn from you you ladies too so i I love it's a partnership and i and I love um this the sharing of knowledge
1: hey, I am in love with the partnership and the way that you take your approach on being the trusted advisor, being that proactive, innovative, and of course the mentor, protege. It's just, oh, goosebumps in here. I could just hug you all day, Lisa. (laughs) With that being said, Lisa, we are at the top of the hour. A little bit over actually so the guests are just tuned in giving you all the fire lit emojis under our different social media platforms i have to ask you are you ready for the hard questions now we got about two more sure (laughs) so first off could you share with us your favorite book or author or what it is that you're reading that keeps you going and motivated oh goodness I love to read
3: I have a gazillion you know halfway read books in my Kindle (laughs) I don't get to pleasure read as much as I love I want to Um, I get to do it only at nighttime and then you know a couple pages and I'm asleep but right now I'm actually reading bet on yourself um the author's name is Anne, and I'm going to butcher her last name but Anne Height H-A-I-T-T she um Worked for Amazon, and she was a um, it, it, she was a, an assistant to Jeff Bezos, and she has a fabulous book. Well, takes you through her experience at Amazon and Google, um, as someone who just you know she's innovative, uh, took the hard task, took, didn't take the easy way, and just built a career uh, for herself. And she's a, she's a young woman. So I think, I believe she's probably in her late thirties or maybe. Younger, I'm not sure, but um, that book is really, really good. Um, you know, right now, I uh, have a fascination with um, this pandemic and how we've gotten here. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm reading Fareed Zakaria, 10, the top 10 le- post-pandemic lessons. Um, that's, a, that's a great book. Uh, um, I, I think the world is going to change from this, the way we move forward in business. The 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 way we just live is going to be very different um, mm-hmm. coming out of this pandemic. You know, we've just seen technology. I mean, think about where we were in March of 2020, and then the entire world, or at least our entire country, you no, know, really the entire world went online and worked online, most, if you could, if you weren't uh, an essential worker, within a matter of days. Um mm-hmm. you know I, I you talked about me just coming back from Trinidad, and I asked my um my aunt, who is a teacher she's been a teacher for most you know she, she had had amazing fifty year career as, as an educator and i and I asked her how does a country like Trinidad and Tobago who has you know they don't have the resources that we have here in the United States? How do you take um all the children? Because they're still uh, online in school, so how do you how, how is that infrastructure? Um, so it's just amazing conversations to have with people, especially if you get to have them in different people who live in different countries. That we really the world changed overnight in a snap of a finger because of a virus, and I just think there's so many lessons to learn um, from it and moving forward. So I really I'm enjoying that book. I'm I'm going through it right now, and then I also love to read, guess, um, legal uh, like. John Grisham is my favorite author i love I'm a lawyer and so I love to read I love to read a legal uh uh thriller so that's
1: that's kind of my reading repertoire right now okay okay and yes, as I like to say in my conversations that I'm having um with friends or when we're we're getting in our little um, geeky uh, uh, niche conversations, I like to say that we are really going through the fourth revolution, which is this big technology revolution that's moving every forward. So I love when you made that comment. The books are for our audience listeners that's taking notes, bet on yourself by Ann Height, I like to say, spelled H A I T T, mocking Miss Lisa Cologne, and the top ten post pandemic lessons. So thank you so much for sharing those books with us. Um I know we will be uh getting those on our Kindles as well. I'm I'm really interested in both of those. And Miss Lisa with your closing remarks is there Anything that you would like to say to the audience listeners, a tip? um, Just go ahead and close this out. Your contact information, how can we reach you? Sure. So my my tip
3: is, ladies, we are in a unique time in our lives where we can truly forge amazing legacy for our businesses and for our families. And one of the things I want, you know, one of the things I'm going into the new year with is I am not fearing anything. And I, the worst thing you can tell me is no, and that's not going to faze me. So I just want, you know, my, my just life lesson tip is just go for it. You know, bid on that project, take a chance on yourself. Um, and probably cause I'm reading that book, bet on yourself, just take a chance. Uh, find some, find something that's doing or that's not doing, being done well, and learn it. Never give up on learning, but don't fear. I just, I want to live next year, 2020, and hopefully moving forward, if um, if that is my God's plan for my life, um, to just really live life
2: fearlessly,
3: um, and so that's what I want to just share with you guys, um, and I hope that each one of you. Um, you know, t- approach your businesses just fearlessly, just do it. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I always, if somebody would have told me a few years ago that I would be in a position that I am now, basically running a construction practice with a major law firm, um, you know, no, I would have said this absolutely not. <laughs> There's no way I would, that's not, you know, I don't have that ability. I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, take a t bet on yourself, live life fearlessly, uh, approach your business fearlessly, just just go for it. Um and you know, to contact me, um my uh, my uh email is Lisa period C O L O N at dot com. You can also uh call me at nine five four eight three zero seven five two two. Um, texting is the best way to reach me immediately because oftentimes when I'm in a meeting or a Zoom, I will I will
2: answer the text.
3: Um, and yes, you know, that's that's the way to contact me. And I just I'm wishing everyone a new year, uh, a happy new year, um, a fearless new year. And I hope that this is not our last conversation and that we can t- we can do this regularly and really talk about some legal issues and delve into. Um, and that was the stuff that you guys want to hear, not what I want to talk about. I want to hear what what the, your audience wants to hear about. What are your What are your burning issues? What do you need addressed? And hopefully we can uh, have the partnership to address them.
1: Definitely so. And you know what I'm hearing out of that, Miss Lisa Colon, my big sister. I'm hearing out of that. You know, I got to put my Ann hat on. We need to have like a three to four minute. M- law or legal segment on napwick talks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we I'm gonna, are, we going are going to talk about this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> We are to definitely
1: that. Do that. We're We're the program. We are going to make that happen in twenty twenty two. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. So you and I, Miss Ursula Ann and Jackie Perry, up here playing in the studio, making sure we are getting our audience listeners and everyone in the construction industry the information that they need. Because when I say NAPWIC Talks is going off and I'm getting all of these emojis on the different platforms, Lisa, you have definitely brought value to the show today. And of course to all of the different trainings that you do in NABWIC world, as Ms. Jackie Perry had already mentioned earlier. So, guys, audience listeners, guests, first-timers, yes, press 1 on your phone to engage with us, but most importantly, as we're wrapping up the show, if you want to advertise on NABWIC Talks, or just like Miss Cologne did this morning, if you are that expert in your field, that holding on to that knowledge, and you have the passion, the drive to share and make a difference in the business world or in your community, please hit us up on Navweek Talks. You can email us at marketing at NABWIC.org. It's very simple. We'll send you back our marketing kit. You will get a response. We'll bring you on the air and communicate with you on how to strategically get your message out or your marketing out on Navweek Talks. If all else fails, you can always hit me up, Jada, at 786-702-1005. Listen, this has been another absolutely amazing show. And as Ms. Cologne just said, we are approaching and walking into 2022. Fearlessly. We're going to hashtag that. So hashtag living seriously with Ms. Lisa Colon on Navwick Talks. Just show NavWick Talks in our studio, some love, on all the different social media platforms. Until next Wednesday, you already know, you can find us on NavWick Talks every Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, audience listeners, for listening to Navwick Talks.
0: Thank you,